Hello, humans. It's me. It's Fruity is Alex here for another episode of Fruity's Ultimate Game Show. Fruity's Fantastic Fun Time. Fruity's Fantasy Fun Factory. We are here for year two, month five. Uh, pretty huge month four from both promotions. Uh, before diving into that, I better introduce my esteemed co-host, the head honcho of the World Wrestling Federation, Chris Thunder. How you doing, man? Yes, it's me. It's me. It's C F and T. Oh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, I'm good. I haven't done one of these for a little while. No, no. So uh, we recorded the last one a fair, oh, oh gosh, month and a bit ago, a couple of months ago. <laughs> yeah, disclosure. life happens. Yeah, life happens. Um, this show that we're doing today, I, I didn't have written when we recorded uh, last time, but I pretty much wrote it as soon as we finished last time. Um, I will give full disclosure. There is a post-credit angle I'm doing today that I swear to goodness I wrote before the Baron Corbin storyline happened on SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> so, full one? disclosure, someone's getting poor. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'll admit I rewrote uh, some things over the past couple of days uh, with the news coming out last week of uh, Terry Funk. Oh, nice, nice. So I will say originally I did have the Funks versus Rotten Balls in a chair tag team match, and I'm like, yeah, maybe that's in poor taste with the timing of the news. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, that's uh, on the shelf. Okay, yeah. Um, I it, It's similar to me. Like, I had to second guess about whether to continue. Like, last month I did that death match with New Jack and Cactus Jack. Oh, should I be doing so, so much violent stuff with New Jack? Ah, I think he'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would really love it. Um. Yeah, so last month, um, over in the WWF, huge roar after Mania. Yeah, yeah, I completely forgot I did roar after Mania as my pay-per-view type <laughs> thing. Where am I? Because it's like five different pages on just raw <laughs> uh, uh Full disclosure, I think last month was like the best Fruity's Ultimate Game Show episode done. By both people. I've legitimately listened to portions <laughs> of it, like, so many times. Especially, like, I enjoyed listening to you just, like, marking out over my booking towards the end of my pay-per-view. <laughs> so let's see. What do I have here that I can see? Uh, uh, Taz gets another championship match because of interference. Uh, Jeff Jarrett arrives backstage, calls Joel Gerton a slap nuts. Uh, Finley and Regal agree to a championship match at the pay-per-view for the Euro title. Kurt and Deborah arrive, ushered away by security. Uh, yep. And Noki is pissed, beginning to tear apart the ringside area when the Blue World Order come down, challenge him to a hardcore match where Blue Meanie wins thanks to help from Gilberg. 
<laughs> so Meany is now hardcore champion. Uh, in-ring debut of free count. More Helms, along with their manager, Albert, against uh, Elix Skipper and Kid Romeo, where uh, Elix Skipper turned on Kid Romeo, so Romeo ended up being saved by free count, joining them later in the month. Holy cow, I did a lot. Uh, yeah. The dancing fools, the boogie nights. I love that I'm still playing up with this duck. Yeah, yeah, I love that too. So uh, anyone who's missed, Disco gets his powers from the duck. <laughs> similar to when Alex Wright races it, similar to Paul Barrow with the Undertaker's urn. <laughs> so um, good. <clears throat> The reveal. Uh, I, I just need to quickly know something. Are they going to be on the first week of uh, this month's TV? No, there's a lot that I've left off this month with the tournament. All right, good. Okay, I can save it for another day. I've got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an idea of someone watching uh, your show and talking about that particular duck. <laughs> uh we had Jeff Jarrett address the crowd for his attack on uh, Deborah and Kurt Angle, which ends yep. up leading to <laughs> a match where there's a casual finger poke with Jeff's pinky on Kurt, who falls to the ground like a man shot with a large gun <laughs> and reveals the leader of a mortal, Hulk Hogan. Nice. Yeah, uh, that was great. I, I was, I sort of thought it might happen. Uh, obviously, I've known you've had the Hulkster for a while now. Um, I think it was a bit just after the halfway mark of last of the first year that we made the trade for Batista and Hulk. Yeah, so, and I've only used him before then at uh, the Rumble. Rumble. He came out yeah. as number 30. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I traded Hulk to you, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, chuck him in the mortal. That's the way to go. <laughs> Uh, head cheese were building up the ranks in the tag division, climbing the ranks there. Um, mm. <laughs> and then the main, <laughs> shush, the main event segment of Raw after Mania saw DX Celebration, where uh, Mark Henry confronted Triple H, having won a number one contendership the uh, night before. But Triple H was attacked from behind by the new faction of the Hall of Pain, so that's D-Lo Brown. Elix Skipper, K-Quick, Jacqueline Moore, manager Teddy Long, Stevie Ray, and Booker T with their leader, Mark Henry. Yeah, nice. Yeah, uh, a lot of lot of work going into uh, Raw after Mania there. And then, yeah, uh, notable things to happen on the pay-per-view were um, Trio's match of Immortal winning their debut Trio's match against Free Count. We had... FBI retaining the ECW Tag Team Championships against Chronic. Um, later on down the card, uh, Super Crazy retaining against Just Incredible. Um, where else am I? Hall of Pain winning in a trios match against X-Park Road Dog and Billy Gunn. Uh, Max Am Connection retaining the Tag Team Gold against American Males. European Championship William Regal won against Finley to re- uh, to capture the championship after Brass Knuckles. And then uh, Brie Bella retained against Jessica Havoc. Triple H retained against Taz in a steel cage after 
numerous interference from Degeneration X. Yeah. The cage yeah. not doing its job there at the pay-per-view. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, um, a lot. I put, and I said this to you off air when I was writing this one. I'm like, you don't mind if I put a lot of effort into Raw After Mania and then just do Backlash as sort of a C-level pay-per-view. And you're <laughs> like, no, go for it. Yeah. Uh, I'd honestly would have been disappointed if you didn't treat Raw After Mania with its reputation as a pay-per-view. <laughs> Um, yeah, so month four from WCW, like, I don't really need to go over the TV, but one of the biggest highlights on the TV was, um, a new formation of friendship between the Steiner brothers and the Iron Sheik. (laughs) So we could have Scott Steiner and the Iron Sheik hanging out in the future, (laughs) uh, because Scott Steiner, uh, thinks the Iron Sheik's kind of jacked, but kind of (laughs) fat. Um, so if you've ever seen an Iron Sheik photo, he, uh, back in his glory days, had this great big beer gut, but still managed to have a six pack on his beer gut. <laughs> like, oh, just a man's man. Anyway, um, we had Super Brawl from the Houston Astrodome. Um, Chris Jericho unified the television titles over Rob Van Dam to hit his lucky seven, uh, then W.O. at the time of Batista the Giant, Vince and Shane beat the filthy animals Eddie Ray Chavo and Conan after Batista was taunting someone watching the pay-per-view by hitting a jackhammer to win. Um, uh, Melina became your new um, number one contender for the women's title after Layla returned and cost Michelle McCool the match. Uh, Ken Shamrock beat Meng in a Thunderground fight. Oh yeah, I forgot about the Thunderground. Yeah, yeah, it's still it's still rolling. Uh, we're gonna hit a big peak with it in the ne- next couple of months. Uh, Kane and Papa Shango beat the Dark Carnival, Muda and Vampiro. Um, Kane's in ring debut actually after all these months uh luna versus trish in a first blood match ended with trish retaining a women's title uh ddp had an unsanctioned fight against his stalker who was revealed to be gold dust and gold dust pretty much destroyed ddp um the WCW Extreme Championship death match with Cactus Jack versus New Jack ends with uh, Cactus Jack taking one risk too many and New Jack retains the Extreme title. Uh, Raven beat Tommy Dreamer and now Tommy Dreamer has to join the flock. The Undertaker made his in-ring debut against Lex Luger and quickly defeated Lex Luger and... um, after the match, the Ministry beat down a bunch of people. Sting made his return, but the numbers were still too much, and we got the debut of Jake the Snake Roberts, who evened up the odds. So Sting sort of uh, forming a faction of his own. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, and then uh, we had the a TLC triple threat tag team title match with the Hardys, the Dudleys, and Edge and Christian. And lo and behold, the Dudleys actually won a TLC match. And um, 
After the match, we had a huge surprise, a big stare down from the ramp of the debuting Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal, with Paul Ellering, uh, staring down the Dudleys, um, who had Spike Dudley helping him out, helping him up. So something brewing there. And then the big main event, Rock versus Austin. Oh, oh my masterpiece of writing. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, tough to sort of quickly recap this, but um, Vince had a horse in the race. Vince tried to help the Rock with a chair, but the Rock kicked away the chair. He slid the chair to Austin. Austin kicked away the chair. The NWO giant and Batista came out, tried to attack both men. Paul Heyman brought out someone to even up the odds. It was the debuting Brock Lesnar. But Brock Lesnar immediately F5s Paul Heyman <laughs> and joins up with Batista and the giant. And the NWO point to the entrance ramp and out came Chris Jericho, who cashed in his lucky seven and... Uh, eventually won the world heavyweight title from both Austin and Rock. And uh, post credit scene saw Christian get kicked out of the NWO by Edge in the back of a limo. Um, Vince saying the NWO is dead and it's a new faction is the ruthless aggression era. And uh, Jericho drinks a little bit of the bubbly <laughs> and the pay-per-view. Um, one of my favorite things I've ever written. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really good. <laughs> yeah, and just like there's a few Easter eggs in that, like Jericho beating The Rock and Austin in the same night to become the world champion, stuff like that. There is something I want to say, but I'm just going to take note of it now because uh, it might pop up on your TV. So I'll just take note of that. Um, oh, twisty twists. Anything you want to mention from the twists? Yeah. Um, hang on. Let me just... I'm fairly unprepared this morning. Let me pull up the twisty twists. Um, we had a random trade, which is always annoying. Um Yes, uh, we had a random trade. Um, we'll see if those people pop up in each person's show this month. Um, I got a random free agent. Uh, yeah, uh, kind of messed up with my plans a little bit, to be honest, but we'll figure it out in the future. Yeah. Um, besides that, I think it is time to get locked and loaded. And... I'm going first this week, I believe. Yes, because you're going yes. last. Yeah. Even number months is a WCW main event. Odd number months is WWF main event. Yeah. Okay, take it away when you're ready, kind sir. All right, this is a pretty one big episode of Nitro just to explain what the hell's going on. Um, all right. We are... Live from Corpus Christi, Texas, in the shadows of the Houston Astrodome. Do you um, mean the corpse of Christi? Because the crowd's like this. 
<laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, not not the most uh, notoriously lively crowd. Um, we opened the show with Vince McMahon introducing his new stable, the Ruthless Aggression Era, the RAE. They come out one at a time. Vince introduces Batista as the animal of the group. He then introduces Edge as the man who is now held at this at the date of this uh, TV show, the US title for exactly a year. He then introduces a man formerly known as the Giant. He now christens him the Big Show. Uh, he then introduces the man who did in two minutes what Vince wanted to do for the past eight months, and that is take out that disgusting rattlesnake. Ladies and gentlemen, here comes the pain. My conqueror, Brock Lesnar. And out comes Brock Lesnar, and finally the crown jewel of the era. The new king of the world, Chris Jericho. Uh, as soon as you said crown jewel, I was like, hang on, how'd he get Mansoor? <laughs> but I like the name. Go ahead, sir. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, Chris Jericho comes out. Vince announces that Brock Lesnar earned his WCW contract after spending, this is where I've gone a little weird, uh, after spending several years fighting in the underground in Asia in tournaments known as the Kumite. <laughs> in fact, he is a reigning champion of the Kumite tournament where he has won the tournament a record 12 consecutive times. Brock agreed to turn on Paul Heyman if he would be allowed to bring the Kumite tournament to WCW. And quite frankly, I've been trying to figure out a way to crown a championship to be fought for in the Thunderground. So starting next week, we will have a 32-man Kumite shoot-style tournament with an open invitation for anyone around the world to try out for it in a secret sparring session to be determined to determine the seedings for the tournament. I can, however, confirm that there are already a first and second seeded fighters. The first seed will, of course, be my conqueror, Brock Lesnar. And the second seed will be Ken Shamrock. Next week, the A side of the bracket will fight to determine who makes it to the round of 16. The following week will be the B side of the bracket, and the final week before pay-per-view will be the round of 16 of the Kumite. On pay-per-view, we'll see the quarterfinals, the semis, and the final, which will be live from an underground, undisclosed location in Hong Kong. The winner of the tournament will not only be the Kumite Grand Champion, but also be the first ever WCW Heavyweights of Shoot Style Champion, as we are crowning the first ever HOSS Champion. The Hoss Division is coming to WCW, humans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Which uh, after which after this pay per view, which will be named Bloodsport, <laughs> uh, the title will be defended once a month in the Thunderground. As I am now in charge of the Thunderground, whilst Shane licks his wounds from that no good Shamrock. Not only will there be tournament fights at Bloodsport, but we will also have the women's title on the line with Trish versus Molina. And another announcement our king of the world will make later. So, yeah, that's setting up something for the pay-per-view. Uh, so what is it? WCW Bloodsport. Yep. <laughs> We're doing Bloodsport, humans. Uh, I think I talked about this uh, when we reviewed the movie Bloodsport. I was like, oh, should I do it? I'm doing it. Bugger it. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, the Road Warriors make their in-ring WCW debut and pulverize some locals in record time. They shocked the world last night by showing up, but now they are trying to work their way up the ranks of the tag division in WCW. Uh, the Rock has a match which was announced on the pay-per-view against The Big Show. The match ends in a DQ after Batista and Brock Lesnar beat down on Rock. Batista repeatedly hits jackhammers on The Rock and staring at the camera like he's taunting someone. Brock then grabs Rock and F5s Rock through the announce table yet again. Rock is taken out of the arena in an ambulance. Uh, Chris Jericho cuts a promo backstage about his title win and how after wrestling two hard-fought matches last night, he's grateful that he has the pay-per-view off this month. But I'm sure everyone wants to know what's next for the TV title. Well, I arranged with my best friend, Vinnie Mac, that if someone wants to replicate what I did, they'll have to work even harder because the lucky seven's gone. And the lucky 13 is the new goal. And as far as the title is concerned, we will have a six-pack challenge at Bloodsport. Because of his impressive performance against The Rock earlier tonight, The Big Show will be the first entrant, and the other five entrants will be randomly selected second-chance participants from the Kumite tournament who didn't make it past the round of 16. Uh, JR and Heenan on the commentary make note of how it seems like this whole TV title six-pack thing's kind of rigged in favour of trying to protect the World Heavyweight Championship on Chris Jericho. Um, Thunder Hour time. No Thunderground this week due to the next few weeks pretty much being strictly Thunderground-style fights. And the main event as announced on the pay-per-view, is for the US title, Edge versus Ken Shamrock on the one-year anniversary of Edge's US title win. Hard-hitting 15-minute match. Finish comes when Edge goes for a spear. Shamrock reverses it into a belly-to-belly. Locks Edge in the ankle lock. Edge is about to tap. But Brock Lesnar runs down, attacks Shamrock. Brock puts Ken Shamrock in the Kimura arm lock and snaps Ken Shamrock's arm. He then repeatedly delivers headshots with a steel chair. Shamrock's taken out on the ambulance and Edge will make it past the one-year mark as US champ to end Nitro. 
Wow, I wasn't expecting that. So uh, we're seems like we're setting something up with uh, Shamrock and Brock Lesnar there. Hint, hint. <laughs> hint, hint. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Say no more. Say no more. Know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> Python. <laughs> <laughs> uh, such a such an underappreciated show for its time, but uh, yes, Nitro, very good, mate, very good. Yeah, I'm stepping outside of the box with this blood sport thing, and you'll see what I mean in the next few weeks. I do have a question for you. I've jotted it down, um, yep. so I'll ask you after the pay per view because I'm not sure if you'll bring it up on TV or not. As I said before, so I've got that. Uh, Jot it down here after my pay-per-view so that I can ask you uh, just before we do the twist. Yep. See, if I'm drawing stuff down, now I remember to ask you before we finish. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rory's War time? Yep. Okay. So, Rory's War, year two, month five, week one. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> that never gets old. Uh, opening backstage, we see Al Snow enter the locker room. Calling out for his head cheese partner, Steve Blackman. Then begins discussing with Head. What do you mean he's not here? What? He left a note. Why did you read it? You're not supposed to read other people's mug. Give it here. Picks up the note and begins to read it. Dear Al, I got a call from the boss of Cobb County. I'm moving to Georgia. Head cheese is dead. Just like your little guardian angel, Pepper. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. Al looks at Head and begins to argue with him. You see, this is all your fault. <laughs> what do you mean he didn't want the cheese? Why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> and we cut away. Man, that I can just picture everything that just happened then. Like, it is so perfect for Snow, that. <laughs> uh, I thought that would be a nice little line for Alex to... Realise what I'm referencing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we uh, leave backstage to go to commentary. Gorilla Monsoon and Lord Alfred Hage begin to preview the King of the Ring tournament this month when Taz <laughs> runs into the ring demanding the commissioner, Jim Barnett, meets with him as he will be doing a sit-in in the ring, not allowing Raw to continue until he's met with. After commercial, Taz is still in the ring so out comes ECW representative Joey Styles. Taz says last night's pay-per-view result still had DX interference, and he demands another rematch without DX ringside at all. Joey says the board did meet today, and unfortunately, they voted against a rematch. I'm sorry, Taz. I voted for you, but the board just didn't agree. Taz yells for Joey to get out of the ring before going into the camera and shouting, Jim Barnett, I will find you. And when I do, survive if I let you. Very good. So, opening round, King of the Ring match number one. Uh, Hulk Hogan of Immortal versus Prince Albert of Freakout. Fast-paced match here with Hogan getting a big boot and a leg drop for the win. So, Hogan advances in the tournament there to the pay-per-view. All the um sort of qualifying matches take place overall. Yeah. Uh, next, WWF representative Bert Gonya is backstage with Joel Gertner to announce 
the Queen of the Ring tournament where a woman will win the right to challenge the champion at SummerSlam. Similar to uh, the men's quali- uh, similar to the men's King of the Ring, qualifiers will take place overall over the coming weeks. So uh, much like the men, all the uh, participants are uh, sort of kept secret until the uh, match announcements. Following that, a video plays to announce the location of the next in your house in your house pay per view for month number seven. We see a shot of a snowy mountain, colourful leaves blowing in the wind. Before the camera changes, and we see Rio Goku Sumo Hall in Tokyo, Japan. Awesome. So yeah, uh, heading over to Japan. I like that. Uh, year one, I did. What did I do year one? I did uh, Wembley Stadium in London for the crowning of the European Championship. And uh, this time over to Japan, something uh, may happen there. Very good. Very excited. So uh, following that is the first opening round match for the Queen of the Ring tournament. Sees Alicia Fox taking on Wendy Richter. It's a quick match with Fox hitting the Fox uh, Foxy Bomb for the win, sort of out of nowhere, and Wendy Richter is left shock in the ring as Alicia is running up the ramp, jumping around. Uh, main event time. It is the second opening round match for the King of the Ring. Terry Funk of the Funks versus George the Animal Steel with Captain Lou Albano. Again, George is working over Terry with Captain Lou spouting on commentary. See, baby, that's what I mean, baby. It's all about George, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but George goes to feast on the phone. And distracted, Terry capitalizes with the spinning toll hold to advance to, week, uh, to, advance to the pay-per-view. So closing out Raw, we've had uh, Hulk Hogan and Terry Funk advance in the King of the Ring, while Alicia Fox has advanced in the Queen of the Ring. Beautiful. Yeah, so that uh, that ends week one. Awesome. All right. So uh, Nitro week two, we are kicking off the Kumite Bloodsport tournament um, to crown the heavyweight of shoot style tournament uh, champion. <laughs> so, so stupid. <laughs> How many men? 32 men seeded tournament. You have no idea the amount of effort it took to figure out how to properly seed a 32-person tournament. Just you wait <laughs> until I get the, uh, the uh, was it pick your opponent's gimmick, how you picked um, Brawl for All? <laughs> wait until I get that and I pick, like, World War Three or something. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, this is what I had in my back pocket if you ever got that card. <laughs> and it, if you... And I kind of predicted that you would get revenge and give me a brawl for all. No, brawl for all <laughs> is too easy. <laughs> I think brawl for all originally was only 16 man. I think I did eight for the hardcore title because I did on short notice. Yeah. Because it was like, you've just crowned a champion this month. You're crowning a new champion in two months. <laughs> you got the hardcore title coming in uh, four months that Alex doesn't know about yet. Here, have the hardcore title this month. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead, right. man. All right, we are live uh, for the next few weeks. All these uh, shows are live from an undisclosed underground location in a certain place. 
Uh, we are live from an undisclosed underground location in Phuket, Thailand. Uh, backstage, we see a dejected Rob Van Dam about to leave the arena. Mean Gene asks him, why are you leaving? RVD says that after his tryout for the Bloodsport tournament, he was told that he isn't what they are looking for. A random lady walks up to RVD and hands him a golden envelope. RVD opens it and it says that Ken Shamrock has a broken arm and will un be unable to fight in the tournament. And RVD will take Shamrock's place as an alternate in the number two seed position. RVD starts jumping up and down out of excitement and starts throwing shadow punches and kicks. And it's now time for the A-side of the Bloodsport tournament to crown the first HOSS champion. Uh, we are in an underground-like arena and the ring has no ropes. The rules are simple. You can win by knockout or submission. There are absolutely no disqualifications and no rules. Match ends when one man can't continue. We're going to kick off the tournament with the number one seed against the number 32 seed. Brock Lesnar comes out and awaits his opponent. And it's the debuting, screaming Norman Smiley. The two face off in the... <laughs> you say Smiley? Yep, Norman Smiley. As seed number... 32. Oh, 32. 30... Okay, okay. I thought yeah. you said two there for a moment. <laughs> no. My, uh, my headphones no. must have cut out. <laughs> yeah, 32 seed. Uh, oh, the two... it's seeded tournament. Yeah, so it'd be uh, one gets the lowest ranked person. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah. Uh, the two face off in the ring and Brock starts charging towards Norman. Norman screams a huge high-pitched squeal and turns around to run away, but Brock catches him, hits a German suplex, and after that one move, Smiley is knocked out cold and Brock advances. Uh, next up is the number five-seeded Rikishi against the 28th-seeded Sabu, who fights the entire time with his headdress on. Rikishi repeatedly levels Sabu with heavy kicks and chops, but Sabu somehow absorbs them. The man knows no pain. Rikishi's starting to tire and goes for another super kick, but Sabu ducks, sneaks, sneaks behind and locks on a rear naked choke, and Rikishi somehow taps out. Sabu advances with a huge upset, the 28th seed over the 5th. Uh, next up is the 21 seed Phineas Godwin against the number 12 seed Bam Bam Bigelow. Fight ends quickly after Bam Bam ducks a punch and hits a T-bone suplex. Transitions to an arm triangle for the win. Bam Bam will face Sabu in the round of 16. Uh, backstage, we see Sabu walking to his dressing room and him and RVD bump into each other. Sabu gets up upset and starts swinging at RVD. The two start to brawl. They brawl into Sabu's dressing room. They knock over Sabu's bag and a wallet flies out and opens up and lands in front of RVD. RVD reads it and says, hey, you're from Michigan too. 
RVD realizes that Sabu is the nephew of the original Sheik. RVD informs Sabu that the original Sheik's who trained him. RVD helps Sabu up and they shake hands. RVD asks if Sabu has a lighter. Sabu smirks and pats RVD on the back and they walk away together. Yay. Uh, yay, Maybe. friendship. Friendship. Mm-hmm. Very uh, cute friendship. Uh, next up is the number 20 seed, Henry O'Godwin, versus the number 13 seed, the debuting Glacier. Uh, Glacier quickly knocks out Henry with a barrage of spinning kicks. It's now time for number 29 seed, Rhino, against the number four seeded, due to his previous performances in the Thunderground, Mongo, Steve Mongo McMichael. Mongo dominates early, but after a five-minute slugfest, his injuries from the hands of Sheik and the Steiners a few weeks ago on Nitro Nitro start to get the best of him, and Rhino gores Mongo out of the ring. Mongo's knocked out cold. What an upset. Glacier versus Rhino will be in the round of 16. Next up, number eight seed Scott Steiner against 25 seed Jerry Lynn. After about eight quick suplexes, Steiner locks on the Steiner recliner and Jerry taps out. Uh, Number 24 seed Shane Douglas versus the number nine seed master of Kung Fuji, Yokozuna. Yoko knocks out Shane Douglas in a few seconds with a huge crane kick. It'll be Yokozuna versus Scott Steiner in the round of 16. The final fight of the night is number 17 seeded Cactus Jack against the number 16 seed New Jack to determine who fights Brock Lesnar in the round of 16. Both men are heavily bandaged and taped up from their death match at Super Brawl. For about five minutes, both men try to land strikes and takedowns, but their techniques are incredibly ineffective. Eventually, we get to a standstill. Both men look at each other, shrug their shoulders, and they both simultaneously run out of the ring and grab some weapons. They start exchanging chair shots and light tubes. After five more minutes, they take turns hitting each other with the light tubes. And they both end up bloody messes. They're both fatiguing from the blood loss. They both land a light tube to each other at the exact same time. Both men go down. The ref declares a double knockout. It's then announced that Brock will get a bye in the next round and automatically go to the quarterfinal. And that ends uh, a very violent night of Nitro. Yes. Very violent night. How did it ever get on TV? <laughs> it wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Ratings. Ratings, man. <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm interested to see what happens there. Brock what gets another buy. Oh, it's, it's his first buy. Yeah, that's what I mean. He gets a, a buy into the next round, sorry. Yeah, although you could argue that Norman Smiley was already a buy for him. <laughs> Poor old Norman. Never really stood a chance. <laughs> so, uh, Raw week two? Yes, let's do it. Okay. Show opens with Joel Gertner interviewing Anokism. 
Anoki says the board of directors have granted uh, granted us an opportunity for in our house. When I win a gauntlet match at Battleground next month, I will challenge for the World Heavyweight Championship uh, at home. But I don't want any of my team to embarrass us on home soil. So he's sort of uh, looking at the rest of the team, sort of eyeing them over, making sure that they know their position. Yeah. They uh, need to do in proud on home soil. Uh, then where were we? Oh, yeah. Uh, next is a opening round King of the Ring match. Roddy Piper versus Jack Briscoe of the Briscoes. A good back and forth contest with Roddy Piper getting a sleeper hold on Jack for the win. Beautiful. Next, a video interview with new European champion William Regal. Regal says he had to return home to England for his Royal Coronation Championship ceremony. But he is a fighting champion and we'll see Finlay at Battleground for their rematch. Uh, then another opening Queen of the Ring match. Caitlin versus Deborah McMichael of Immortal. Deborah is no match for the quicker Caitlin, who makes uh, fast work of her after a spear for the pinfall win. Uh, in the ring, Howard Finkel welcomes the Hall of Pain. Mark Henry says, uh, that he will claim his number one contendership at SummerSlam, regardless of whom the champion is. Now on to more pressing matters. Next week, Jacqueline will enter the Queen of the Ring tournament. On two weeks' time, D'Lo Brown will enter the King of the Ring tournament, because that's what we do. Love it. And then the final match of the night, another opening King of the Ring match, where Pat O'Connor faces the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Uh, Pat's got the uh, sheep herders in his corner since aligning with them a few months ago, uh, all Kiwis here. Uh, early going on is all dusties, but the numbers advantage behind the referee's back allows Pat to hit the O'Connor roll for the win. So we go off the air. Thus far, we have um, Hogan, Terry Funk, Roddy Piper, Pat O'Connor advancing, as well as uh, Alicia Fox and Caitlin for the women. Beautiful. Yeah, it's all come together. Definitely. Um, yeah, so Nitro week uh, three. Three. Yes, we're live from Hanoi, Vietnam, uh, another undisclosed underground location. We're on a bit of a random, uh, pretty much going to all the stereotypical like action movies that do martial arts in Asia locations. <laughs> I was going to say, you're in Thailand, now you're in Hanoi. Are you just going around on the kickboxing circuit? Yeah, that's pretty much what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll uh, continue on. Um, all right. Uh, we kick off the B side of the tournament with the number two seeded Rob Van Dam, who now has Sabu in his corner. They're quickly developing a friendship against the number 31-seeded Crash Holly. Uh, RVD quickly knocks out Crash with a spinning heel kick. RVD advances. Next up is the 15-seeded Hardcore Holly against the number 18-seeded Kerry Von Erich. Kerry goes for a tornado punch, but Holly ducks, knocks out Kerry with a violent 
Alabama Slam to advance to the round of 16 against RVD. Now, next up, number 10 seeded seeker of the Wild Samoans against 23 seeded Michael Hayes. Hayes repeatedly levels seeker in the head with blows that don't phase the Samoan. But eventually, Hayes catches Seeker in a guillotine and Seeker passes out. Uh, number seven seeded Rick Steiner against 26 seeded the debuting Jamie Noble. Jamie Noble puts up a spirited effort, but ultimately Steiner's suplexes are too much and Rick Steiner knocks out Noble with a devastating Steiner line to advance to the round of 16 against Michael Hayes. Next up is number 30 seed, and out he comes. It's the returning honky-tonk man who grabs the mic and says that he got fired a few months ago, and this isn't exactly his style, but damn it, I need the cash. So bring out my opponent so I can buy a new pool. And out comes the number three seed, the debuting lethal weapon. Steve Blackman. Honky looks terrified and starts backing off. Blackman hits a quick bicycle kick and instantly knocks out the down-on-his-luck honky-tonk man. Uh, Next up is number 19-seeded Chavo Guerrero Jr. against number 14-seed Tajiri. This is a much faster-paced fight and very even Chavo trying to get Tajiri to the ground. Tajiri trying to keep the fight standing. Uh, Chavo shoots for a single leg. As he shoots for it, Tajiri knocks out Chavo with a buzzsaw kick. Tajiri advances to the round of 16 in what is bound to be a brutal strike exchange against the lethal weapons, Steve Black. Number 22-seeded Kevin Von Erich takes on number 11-seeded Arthur. Somehow, Kevin manages to make Arthur tap out to the Von Erich claw after five minutes. Final fight of the night is number 27-seed Conan against number 6-seed Iron Sheik. And Sheiky Baby completely dominates K-Dog, wins by knockout after a devastating suplex to K-Dog's head. Shaky Baby advances to meet Kevin Von Erich in the next round to end Nitro. So just uh, progressing the tournament a bit. Yeah, I suppose that's what you got to do when you book a, uh, a TV tournament. I wouldn't know anything about that. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could not do... Doing a 30-person rumble is hard enough, let alone a bloomin', uh What do you call it? 32-man single elimination seeded tournament. What the? The seeding was the hardest part, but I was like, oh, i got to make it a little bit sporty, so let's do it. Let's have a crack at it. Okay. Uh, Raw, week three? Yep. So, opening match is another King of the Ring opening round matchup where Mr. Perfect... Um, Mr. Perfect? Yeah, I think that's who I had in here. Wow. I can't, I can't even find my thing. Oh, there we are. Yeah. Totally just undersold a huge <laughs> debut. <laughs> Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hanning versus Brian Adams of the tag team. Chronic. 
perfect is, well, perfect early on, to say the least, with big moves landing and countering everything of Brian. But a trip behind the rest back allows Brian to get the press slam for the win over perfect. Wow. Okay. Yeah? Didn't expect that? No. <laughs> Trust me, it'll make, make sense in the long run. Yeah. Uh, opening Queen of the Ring round matchup where Jacqueline Moore versus Ali. Uh, it's all Jacqueline uh, with Ali, no match, especially with the numbers of the Hall of Pain ringside. A DDT, one, two, three, and Jacqueline advances. Yeah. Uh, following that, a video of Taz on the street saying he will uh, be recruiting for Team Taz, survive if I let you. And I'm starting to add that into everything Taz says now. <laughs> good, good. Uh, I think that's, yeah, and the final thing on uh, week three, a lot shorter than the other weeks, was an opening round King of the Ring matchup where the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith of the Heart Foundation versus totally buff Marcus Alexander Bagwell of the American Males. It's a fast match with Buff getting uh, getting the Buff blockbuster out of nowhere for the quick win. So uh, Buff also advances there. So uh, after three weeks, we have Alicia Fox, Caitlin, and Jacqueline Moore advancing. As well in the men's division, we have Hogan, Terry Funk, Piper, O'Connell, uh, Brian Adams, and Buff Bagwell. Beautiful. Uh, what you got, Nitro, go home week four? Yeah, this is a shorter one as well. Uh, week four, live from Shanghai, China, another stereotypical action movie location for martial arts films. Uh, we kick off the round of 16 with the Iron Sheik making quick work of Kevin Von Erich with the camel clutch. Sheiky Baby makes it to pay-per-view. Uh, next up is Tajiri versus Steve Blackman. Ten-minute pure striking exchange. Neither man gets an advantage. Finish comes when Tajiri goes for a head kick to Blackman, but Blackman dodges and quickly applies a rear naked choke to Tajiri, and Blackman will take on the Iron Sheik Sunday at Bloodsport. Uh, next up, Rick Steiner quickly knocks out Michael Hayes with his patterned uh, Steiner line, the dog-faced gremlin Rick Steiner advances to the pay-per-view. RVD and Hardcore Holly have a hard-hitting exchange, but eventually, after a series of leg kicks, um, Hardcore drops to his knee. RVD knocks out Hardcore with an enziguri and advances to the pay-per-view against Rick Steiner. Next up, Yokozuna and Scott Steiner have a hard-hitting fight. Steiner goes to belly to belly Yoko, but as Steiner has Yoko up, Steiner yells out, Oh shit, he's too fat! <laughs> and Yoko lands on top of Scott Steiner and smothers Scott Steiner, and Scott Steiner passes out. Yoko advances to face Brock Lesnar on pay per view. He's fat, huh? He's fat! <laughs> uh, next up, Rhino versus Glacier. Rhino instantly goes for a, glor a gore, but Glacier counters the gore with a 
hammer punch and knocks out Rhino. But uh, Glacier advances. Final fight of the night is Sabu versus Bam Bam Bigelow, the winner facing Glacier on Sunday. Sabu takes a two-minute barrage of strikes and slams from Bam Bam. Sabu crawls on uh, Bam Bam's back and chokes Bam Bam out with a rear naked choke to end Nitro. So, yeah, just advancing that tournament. Ah, very good. That's all done then. Yeah. Nitro's done. Yeah. um, I told you, it's a shorter week. Shorter shorter month of TV. How'd you find doing a tournament then? Um, like as was your TVs good. mainly. It's not exactly w- what I would prefer to do. It's not as creatively fulfilling for what I like to do in terms of story and stuff like that. But it's a it's kind of a B pay per view. So let's let's take it a bit easy for a month. Let's let uh Chris Thunder show show us what he's got. Yeah, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, good God. Uh, <laughs> Raw, week four. Uh, more King of the Ring matches as uh, opening round match number seven sees PCO Pierre Carl Ouellette facing Mil Masquerez. <clears throat> Sorry. The debuting PCO is no match for Mil, who lands a flying crossbody out of nowhere for the win. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, sort of had PCO down on the mat and then just jumps up on the uh, turnbuckle there for the uh, crossbody for the win. Yep. Uh, next is the final opening round Queen of the Ring match, uh, which sees Alundra Braze versus Rosita of the Maxam Connection. Rosita is uh, is too quick for Alundra. And what the hell did I write there? Uh, and advances after hitting a standing tornado DDT. Yeah, I handwrite my notes. Sometimes I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> Backstage, Joel Gertner uh, enters the boiler room to see Al Snow deep in conversation with Head. You see? What do you mean you've called my friends? No, I don't want to talk to them. I can't believe you've done that. Why would you do that without asking me? For- no, I don't want new friends. Joel Gertner just slowly closes the ballroom door and we cut to a cut to ads. <laughs> <laughs> After commercial, uh, we cut to commentary who begin to preview the pay-per-view, but are interrupted by Taz storming the ringside area with three masked men. Taz says he was patrolling the main streets of Greenwich, Connecticut and found a posse to join Team Taz. One by oh, one, no. they removed their balaclavas. Pete Gas, Joey Abs, Rodney. They are the mean street posse. Jim oh, Barnett, no. survive if we let you. And and they run into the crowd to escape the security being uh, ushered in by uh, Bern Gonya on the top of the rampway. Oh, <laughs> Trust me, it'll make sense in the long run. I hope so. <laughs> You're not a fan of uh, Team Taz 2000? Oh, no, don't call it that. What about, uh, you think about it. So today he's got, uh, let's see, uh, he's got Brian Cage. He's got uh, 
Ricky Starks. He's got powerhouse Hobbs. Back then, he could have had Pete Gas, Joey Abs, and Rodney. Oh, <laughs> no. my goodness. Come on, I'm done first creative. I'll let it play out. I'll let it play out. Uh, it, yeah, it, it'll... Uh, You'll either love it or hate it once it's all done. <laughs> Final match of the night sees Ricky the Dragon Steamboat taking on D'Lo Brown in the final King of the Ring qualifying matchup. It's all D'Lo as um, the numbers ringside proved to be too much for Ricky the Dragon and D'Lo manages to take advantage of a downed Ricky landing a sky high and he advances to the pay-per-view. Beautiful. So uh, going uh, on, I wrote all that down in the tournament. So uh, advancing that time, we had Mel Masqueros and Delight Brown, as well as Rosita for the women. Very good. Yeah. So uh, going into the pay per view, King of the Ring, back at uh, Madison Square Garden. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, take it away. Uh, WCW Blood Sport something tagline. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hang on. <laughs> I've got to do my thing. <laughs> Been a bit slack today. A bit slow on everything. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, we are live from an undisclosed, undisclosed location in Hong Kong. And it is time for WCW Bloodsport, the Kumite Tournament. We open things up with our commentary team, Jim Ross and Bobby Heenan. We have an opening ceremony and all eight finalists come out to a huge applause from these bloodthirsty fans. They will sit on the stage and be present on the stage during each Kumite fight. Just listen to this awesome song from this awesome movie. Yeah. All right, we cut to a video from earlier in the day. Backstage, uh, it's RVD and Sabu hanging out. RVD talks about how after these last three weeks together, he loves Sabu. You're the best friend anyone could have, and I love you, man. But if it ends up with us in the final, I'm not holding back. Sabu nods and they hug. Oh, man. How is it after just only three weeks? They're just telling each other they love each other. Hmm. <laughs> that movie. <laughs> um. All right. We're kicking off the quarterfinals. It's Brock Lesnar versus Yoko Zuna. Uh, Brock quickly hits a double leg takedown to Yokozuna and transitions to side control and rains down hammer fists in a very uh, familiar fashion to those that watched Brock Lesnar's UFC career. And he knocks out Yoko. Brock lets out a big scream and the entire crowd starts chanting, Brock, Brock, Brock. Brock points at the stage in the direction of Sabu and RVD. Next up is Sabu versus Glacier. 
Glacier gets some heavy kicks in early, but Sabu catches a kick and somehow applies a rolling knee bar to Glacier, who taps out. Sabu advances to the semifinals against Brock Lesnar. Next up is Steve Blackman versus the Iron Sheik. Uh, this is an evenly contested uh, five-minute fight with Sheik getting the upper hand after hitting a suplex on Blackman. Sheik goes for a belly-to-belly, but Blackman pushes him off and hits a huge Superman punch and knocks out Sheik. Blackman goes to the semifinals. And the final quarterfinal matchup is up next. It's RVD versus Rick Steiner. Rick Steiner at one point hits a German suplex, but RVD goes flying into the ring post, rib first. RVD starts bleeding from the mouth. RVD can barely stand. Uh, Rick Steiner goes for the Steiner line, but RVD dodges and hits a huge, a uh, huge uh, flying roundhouse kick and knocks out the dog-faced gremlin Rick Steiner. RVD advances to take on Steve Blackman in the semifinals, but he appears to be severely injured. Uh, next up is a women's championship match. Um, that was decided on the last pay-per-view. Um, Melina versus Trish Stratus, 25-minute classic match. Girls get a lot of time here. Finish comes when Melina has the advantage and goes to hit a top-rope move, but gets caught mid-air with a chick kick, and Trish retains. After the match, Trish is celebrating with her title, but she gets attacked by Angelina Love and Velvet Sky, the debuting beautiful people. They beat her down, and out comes Madame Maurice, accompanied by a masked, shirtless man with a bow tie around his neck who helps her in the ring. Maurice announces that she traded a few thrills, and next month at the Great American Bash, it will be Maurice versus Trish Stratus for the women's title. Uh, Main Jane announces backstage that at the Great American Bash next month, a main event has been signed. It will be Chris Jericho versus the winner of a Battle Bowl tournament. Earlier in the night, there'll be eight teams in four matches. Each team will be decided by a lethal lottery draw. The eight winning participants advance to a Battle Royal match. The final two in the Battle Royal will compete in a singles match. The winner faces Chris Jericho in the main event that night. Main Gene is disgusted that a fresh, a fresh Chris Jericho gets to face someone that's already had three matches in the same night. Uh, backstage, RVD is warming up with Sabu, and RVD has heavily taped ribs. Um, sorry, has heavily taped ribs and says that Sabu needs to be careful with Brock. Brock's a violent dude, bro. And uh, if you get any shots in, you need to immediately go for the kill. Sabu smirks, pats RVD on the back, and walks towards the ring. Brock versus Sabu is next. Uh, 
As per usual, Sabu fights with his headdress on. Sabu's taking a pounding from Brock. Brock even knocks Sabu's headdress off. Brock knocks down Sabu with a devastating right hook. Brock lets out a big roar, but Sabu gets up. Sabu knocks Brock off his feet with an enziguri. Sabu's got concur... What just happened? I just glitched. Sabu has control but stops to do his signature Sabu taunt, giving Brock too much time to recover. Brock gets up, hits a German suplex on Sabu, who lands directly on his neck. RVD runs out with a towel. Brock locks in the Kimura. RVD goes to throw in the towel, but Sabu screams out, No! RVD's hesitant, but eventually throws the towel away from the fight. He throws it into the crowd. Brock locks eyes with RVD and smiles and snaps Sabu's arm and Sabu passes out. Brock grabs Sabu's headdress and flees whilst RVD consoles an injured Sabu and RVD can't take his eyes off of Brock. Sabu's helped out of the ring and Steve Blackman gets in the ring because it's Blackman versus RVD next. It's confirmed from backstage that RVD has a couple of broken ribs and Steve Blackman has control early, hitting multiple kicks into RVD's injured ribs. RVD's bleeding out of the mouth again. Blackman hits a huge Superman punch. RVD's down on one knee. He looks at the stage and Brock is... RVD looks up at the stage even though he's down and sees Brock holding up Sabu's headdress on the stage. Brock's tearing up the headdress. RVD's facial expression quickly changes. Blackman walks over to RVD to try and finish the fight, but RVD catches Blackman in a Kimura of his own. Blackman taps out. Brock on the stage is laughing at RVD and he gets a strand of Sabu's headdress and wraps it around his bicep. Brock will face RVD in the final to crown the first heavyweights of shoot style champion. Uh, Vince McMahon gets on the stage to introduce the competitors for this, uh, what appears to be a heavily rigged television title six pack challenge. First comes out the big show. Vince brings up a tumbler and says he's going to give everyone a preview of the lethal lottery next month as we will randomly pull out five people from that competed in this Kumite tournament. The first person who he quote-unquote randomly pulls out is Kevin Von Erich. Then he pulls out Phineas Godwin then Jamie Noble, then Crash Holly, and finally Norman Smiley. Big Show's laughing at the five other people in this match. It's now announced that it will be a no-DQ elimination rules match. The bell rings and instantly Big Show knocks, hits a knockout punch on Phineas and pins him. Phineas Godwin's eliminated. Crash charges a Big Show, but he gets knocked out and eliminated. Norman Smiley charges a Big Show, who lets out a visceral roar, and Norman lets out a high-pitched scream and runs away and hides under the ring. 
Jamie Noble gets choke slammed and then eliminated. Now it's just Kevin Von Erich in the ring with Big Show. Von Erich puts up a decent fight, but eventually Big Show knocks out and eliminates Kevin Von Erich. Big Show knows there's only Norman Smiley left, so Show walks around the ring trying to find him underneath it. He checks three sides and can't find him, but he gets to the fourth side. He lifts, lifts up the apron, and all we see is a steel pipe hit Show across the head. And out from under the apron comes The Rock. The Rock throws Show in the ring and repeatedly levels Show with the pipe. Show's bleeding into the ropes. Show hits, gets hit with a huge spine buster, people's elbow. Big Show gets up to one knee and Rock grabs a chair from outside and levels Big Show with it four times over the head. Show's still standing, but Rock hits a... Rock bottom and finally shows down. Rock slaps the mat a few times and out comes Norman Smiley from the ring, from under the ring, and Smiley pins the big show and is your new television champion. Rock celebra- celebrates with Smiley and flips off Vince, at the who's uh, watching from the stage, and him and Norman Smiley leave through the crowd. Bit of shenanigans going on, and somehow Norman Smiley's your TV champion, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Um, was he ever TV champ during actually WCW? I'm not sure about TV champ. I, he definitely was hardcore champ a lot. Yeah. I, kn- I knew yeah. about hardcore. I wasn't sure. Um, yeah. Carry on, good sir. All right. Uh, Mean Gene announces that he heard word from Paul Heyman's hospital bed, who's still recovering from that F5 from Brock Lesnar. The next month, a great American bash, it will be the big show versus The Rock. And the Dudley boys will defend their tag team titles in a match against the Hardy boys. Edge will defend his title against the winner of a lethal lottery-determined six-man gauntlet match tomorrow night on Nitro. And the WCW uh, Extreme Championship will be defended in a career-threatening end to a heated rivalry as New Jack and Cactus Jack will once again get it on, but this time in a scaffold match. And whoever wins the Hoss title tonight will defend it against a man who will be returning from injury and a man that would have been a guaranteed high seed in this tournament, Meng. Main event time, RVD comes out and awaits Brock. And Brock comes out with Sabu's headdress wrapped around his bulging bicep. RVD starts the match with... uh, like a house on fire, clearly motivated by anger and revenge for what Brock did to Sabu earlier in the night. RVD lands multiple leg kicks to Brock, who's now starting to limp. RVD goes to finish Brock with a jumping roundhouse. Uh, sorry, just lost my spot. With a jumping roundhouse, but Brock counters with a right hook to RVD's injured ribs midair. Uh, sorry, I keep losing my spot. 
yeah, to Arvede's injured ribs midair. Arvede starts bleeding out of the mouth yet again. Brock takes advantage of the injury and takes Arvede on a trip to Suplex City with five consecutive German suplexes. Brock goes, uh, Brock goes for the Kimura, but Arvide makes a last-minute desperation move and headbutts Brock, who falls back. And Brock is bleeding. Vince McMahon runs down and slides a chair to Brock. Brock swings at Arvide, ducks, and hits a Van Daminator kick to the chair into the open wound of Brock. Brock is down. RVD is about to go for the kill, but he stops and bends over and unties the headdress from Brock's bicep and takes it off of him. But he took too long, and whilst RVD was bent over the the laid-out Brock, Brock, um, Brock catches RVD in a Kimura, and RVD taps out. Brock is your first heavyweight of shoot-style host champion, and he will face Meng next month. Brock goes to break the arm of RVD, but out comes Sabu with the cast on his arm and runs down and attacks Brock. RVD escapes, but Sabu's uh, laying a beat down on Brock. Out comes Big Show, Batista, Edge, uh, and Chris Jericho. They team up with a a brutal five-on-one beatdown on Sabu. Uh, brutal five-on-one beatdown on Sabu when all of a sudden lights go out and on a screen shows up. It's a bunch of randomly rotating numbers and letters. We, We get flashes of a phrase that says, the code is the key. Can you break this code? The video finishes with a freeze frame of the following letters and numbers. D, 12, 9, 6, and 5. Cut back to the ring and Sabu is gone and we see a a visibly confused and infuriated Chris Jericho in the ring having a temper tantrum whilst the rest of the Ruthless Aggression era try to calm him down to end the show. We've got a code. We've got a mystery code. Uh, And credits start to roll. Credit song this month is Money by (laughs) Pink Floyd. In the credits this month, we see Media Relations. Janice Kent, strength and conditioning coach Ray Jackson, martial arts coordinator Chong Lee, executive producer and head of fabrication Frank Dukes. Just a little nod to Bloodsport humans. Uh, the credits fade out and we see text across the screen. Oh, I can't believe how much this correlates. Meanwhile, Somewhere in the main streets of Greenwich, Connecticut. (laughs) We then see a red Ferrari convertible with the top down driving away from a sports rehabilitation center. The car continues to drive. The car pulls up at a huge mansion, but we see a heap of trucks in the driveway with signs on it that say, 
Darso's Repossession and Demolition Incorporated. The young man gets out of the car to reveal it's Shane McMahon who's wearing a moon boot. He asks one of the repo men, what the hell's going on? As the repo men are putting all of his furniture in a truck and boarding up the house. A repo man hands Shane a note which says, I'm sorry it had to come to this, Shane. After all, you're my second favourite son. But I made it clear, failure is unacceptable and won't be tolerated. Consider this a token of my love for you that I didn't have the error completely physically and publicly eviscerate you. You put all of your stock in Meng who failed you at Super Brawl. And now he's coming after ruthless gold. So now there's consequences. Consider this your emancipation from the family. You're now 100% cut off from any McMahon finances. And any investments you made along the way were made with my money. So now they belong to me. You're going to have to learn how to make your own fortune. Or at the very least find someone else. To fund your career because I'm sick of it. Shane finished reading as his and as he's finished reading, his Ferrari and several other cars get driven onto the back of a car carrier truck. A repo man takes the expensive sunglasses off of Shane's neck. The repo man leave and Shane's left all alone with nothing standing in the middle of his street as he gets escorted out of his gated community by security to end the longest post credit scene I've ever written. Um, can you just say the name of the repo company again? <laughs> hope, I really hoped you picked up on that. Uh, it was... Hang on. Darso's Repossession and Demolition Incorporated. I'm going to assume, because I'm not familiar with the other name, but that's the name of a certain 90s early WWF wrestler. Yeah, Barry Darso, who also <laughs> played... It. Who uh, was sm Smash from Demolition, and he also played a Repo Man. So Darso's <laughs> Repossession and Demolition. Yeah. What? <laughs> Chef's yeah. kiss. Yeah. It's the little things that count. Oh, man. Little Easter eggs. Yeah. I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> yeah, so... So, uh, the main talking points coming out of this, Brock is your host champion. Uh, there appears to be some sort of mysterious code haunting the ruthless aggression era, and Shane McMahon has no money, lol. Yeah. Uh, I might as well bring this up now before I jump into my uh, pay-per-view. I've got to say, there's one thing you didn't touch on that first Nitro that I'm really disappointed about. Yeah? You could have gone one of two ways with Jericho. You could have had him come out and say, I just had one of the worst dinners in my life. You people ought to respect me. <laughs> <laughs> or you could have had him go to a nice steakhouse and have the title mysteriously disappear and then turn up the next week at Nitro. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to do that after he became champion. I'm like, 
oh, Carvard, how ex-. But then again, it is like the easy shot, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I sort of gave Jericho a bit of a month off just to build some other stuff. Um, we'll get heavy into the Jericho stuff next month. Yeah, you know. Jericho. But it's almost like uh, whoever's booking these shows is trying to protect Jericho. Like, um, yeah, like Vince is a little bit corrupt with this at the moment. So that's kind of the story I'm telling. You're not seeing much of Jericho because Vince is protecting him. Ah, fair enough then. Um, Should I get on to King of the Ring? Yes, please. So King of the Ring from Madison Square Garden, New York City. Starts off with Sunday Night Heat, which sees Gorilla Monsoon, Lord Alfred Hayes, Howard Finkel, uh, joined by uh, Commissioner Jim Bartnett, all previewing the brackets for tonight's two tournaments. Uh, firstly, announcing the women's brackets, so it'll be Alicia Fox versus Caitlin and Jacqueline Moore versus Rosita. Awesome. Uh, backstage, Joel Gertner is joined by ECW representative Joey Styles and the women's champion, Brie Bella. Bree says that she has an insurance policy for tonight, so she has no need to worry about who will win. Uh, then on to the men's brackets as uh, the panel talks about the uh, brackets as they come out. So it's Hulk Hogan versus Terry Funk, Roddy Piper versus uh, Pat O'Connor, Brian Adams versus Marcus Bagwell, and Mel Mascarez versus D'Lo Brown. Uh, then they cut to backstage again where Joel Gertner is joined by WWF representative Vern Gonya, uh, who discusses the champion who, um, sorry, the winner of the tournament can challenge any WWF champion they choose for SummerSlam. Uh, and then WWF heavyweight champion Triple H. Hannah says, you can line them all up, but they will all, uh, but it will all be game over for them. Uh, on Heat, just the one match of free. Uh, a six-man tag team matches free count Helms Romero and more with Albert in their corner take on the Hall of Pain Henry Booker T Stevie Ray with Teddy Long in their corner it's all Hall of Pain with a scissors kick a slapjack and a world's strongest slam and Mark Henry yells at the referee to count a triple pin who initially refuses but eventually complies love it so uh yeah, Mark Henry sort of making his uh, mark, if you will, on the uh, on the WWF. Going into the pay-per-view, first matchup sees Hulk Hogan versus Terry Funk. And again, Immortals numbers are just too much for Terry and Dory by ringside as they've got Jared Angle and uh, Deborah in Hogan's corner. So a big boot and a leg drop, so Hogan advances quite easily. Next... Awesome. Roddy Piper versus Pat O'Connor. While the Sheepovers have the numbers advantage, they get caught cheating. And you're out of here. <laughs> so as they're getting ejected, Pat O'Connor's arguing with the referee. Piper takes advantage of the discretion to put on the sleeper hold, and as Pat passes out, the referee checking his arm, he calls for the bell, so Roddy Piper advances to meet Hulk Hogan in the semifinals. Beautiful. Next up is Brian Adams versus Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Uh, again, both members here having their teammates in the corner, Brian, uh, Brian Clark in Brian's corner and um, 
American Males teammate. Um, oh, geez. No, why do I scrub that off my page? Ah. Scotty Riggs. Yeah, uh, Scotty Riggs and Val Venus in their corner because earlier on, Val Venus was looking for partners and he uh, teamed up with them. It's all, uh, it's a tough fought match of possible future stars for the WWF. But Buff hits a Buff blockbuster for the win to advance to the next round. Uh, match number five of the night, the final quarterfinal matchup for the King of the Ring sees Mill Mascarez versus D'Lo Brown. Mill is holding his own early on, considering the numbers ringside. He goes for the flying crossbody uh, to a down D'Lo in the ring, but Q Quick jumps up on the apron, and the distraction allows D'Lo to capitalise, throwing Mill Mascarez off into the centre of the ring, jumping up and lands the sky high for the win to advance to the quarterfinals to meet Buff Bagwell. Beautiful. Uh, following that is the two women's semi-final matches. So we see Alicia Fox versus Caitlin. Well, it's all Caitlin early on. But Brie comes out on the ramp with a mic, and she says, I'm the general of the WWF women's division, but every good general needs a captain. You know what to do. Caitlin looks distracted, turns around, gets caught in a bridging Northern Lights suplex, and it's into a pin as Alicia Fox is holding the tights. One, two, three, and Alicia Fox wins, runs up the rampway, and celebrates with Brie, and it seems that Alicia Fox has joined Team Bella. Beautiful. Uh, following that, Jacqueline Moore versus Rosita. Again, Jacqueline Moore having the Hall of Pain in her corner, Rosita having the Mexam connection. Right away, the ref isn't having any of this anymore tonight, so he just calls on the seconds, one in each corner, and sends the ref the rest to the back before he calls for the bell. Staying in uh, Jacqueline's corner is Teddy Long, while Sarita is staying for her tag team partner, Rosita. But Jacqueline is too good for Rosita. And um, running rings around her in the ring before finally hitting a DDT on an exhausted Rosita to advance to the final. <clears throat> Sorry. All good. Uh, men's quarterfinal for the King of the Rings. Uh, Quarter, semi, semi-final for the King of the Rings sees Hulk Hogan versus Roddy Piper. It's a complete mismatch as Hogan makes quick work of a very tight Piper. Leg drop, one, two, three. Yeah, love it. And Marcus Alexander Bagwell with uh, the American Males in his corner taking on D'Lo Brown, who has uh, Hall of Pain in his corner. This is a fast-paced match. Both men trying their all. Back and forth, back and forth. Buff is down, so D'Lo jumps up sky high, one, two, three, and it'll be Hulk Hogan versus D'Lo Brown in the final. Whoa. Yeah, not the final I was expecting. Okay. Uh, Co-main event of the evening sees the Queen of the Ring final, so it's Alicia Fox versus Jacqueline Moore. Brie Bella joins commentary saying, what better way to protect myself than have my friend win? It's win-win. <laughs> She'll defend. <laughs> She'll help knock down all the challenges while she's number one contender for me. <laughs> Gorilla Monsoon's trying to point out to her that it doesn't work this way as Lord Alfred Hayes is just shaking his head. <laughs> um, so onto the match. It's back and forth with Fox trying to take shortcuts at every point. 
she tries to pin with her feet on the ropes and Teddy Long sees this, knocks them off while the ref didn't see and Jacqueline counters into a small package, one, two, three, and Jacqueline wins. Uh, following that, Jacqueline is presented a crown by ECW representative Joey Styles as um as like a symbolization that she's won the tournament and she gets her contract uh plaque for the match at SummerSlam. And then there's a stare down between her and Brie for photos. Uh, awesome. Before the video package for the main event, we cut backstage to Joel Gertner seeing an unconscious Jim Barnett being loaded into an ambulance. Alfred Griller, from what I understand, Jim Barnett was attacked in his office with WWF representative Vern Gagne finding him a short time ago. We'll bring you more on Raw tomorrow night. <laughs> so, King of the Ring final. Hulk Hogan versus D'Lo Brown. Triple H joins commentary saying, no matter who wins, there's no match for the cerebral assassin. Hulk Hogan is powerful, but D'Lo is quicker. Hogan goes for a leg drop, but D'Lo dodges and takes Hogan off his feet. Goes for a sky high. One, two, three. D'Lo pins Hulk Hogan to win the tournament. Wow. Um, so WWF representative Vern Gagne is out to present the crown to D'Lo, and as Triple H gets up from commentary and goes to walk in the ring. He's jumped at ringside by Team Taz, and as Triple H is laying on the ground, security guard run down and Team Taz run off through the crowd again. Woo! Whole lot to unpack there. Yeah, so uh, got, a, got a fair bit of going on. Got a, got a couple of challenges coming up for SummerSlam. Got a, uh, a new... Uh, a new couple of... Um, teammates and whatnot yeah definitely uh, yeah very excited to see where you're going from here yeah it'll be be interesting i think to say the least um yeah so what's uh next time for me is battleground where we normally focus on the uh, light heavyweights yep uh, we'll have the ECW title match there. Uh, Anoki's got a gauntlet match coming up for um, opportunities for the In Your House Japan, which Anokiism's referring to In Our House. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, what do you have next month? Yeah, so next month uh, we've got the Great American Bash. There's going to be a bit of a battle bowl thing going on. Uh, the winner of the Battle Bowl gets to face Chris Jericho at the end of the night. Uh, Edge will defend his US title against a winner of a gauntlet match on Nitro. We're going to have Brock Lesnar defending his Hoss Championship against Meng. We're going to have the Dudley Boys versus the Hardy Boys. Trish Stratus versus Maurice for the women's Ooh, title. Oh, we indeed. Uh, yeah, she just made a long-awaited return. The Rock versus The Big Show. And we're going to have New Jack versus Cactus Jack for the Extreme title once again, this time in a scaffold match. Bombs away. Indeed. 
Yeah. Um, at least you I'm got just, New Jack. <laughs> um, I had to put New Jack in a scaffold match at some point. <laughs> like, it had to happen. It's very yeah. infamous with him. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, yeah, so should we get on to the next part of the show, I guess? Yes. Yes, we shall. Uh, let me get on the old video scope. Am I there? Yes. Unlucky for you. I I got my... Jeez, your hair's getting long, man. I got my Kevin Nash hat on. My Big Daddy Cool Diesel hat. Jesus. Yeah, that better? <laughs> yep. All these pages of notes. <laughs> For this stupid 32-man tournament. Like this one your... sheet seating each person. You need to keep it all together, man, like this. Yeah, well, usually I don't do physical notes, but because of the state of this tournament, it was a bit easier to do it like that. Yeah. All right. Let me just uh, put oh, that out of the way. I go first this time. Indeed you do. Alrighty. Hang on a second. We've been lucky recently where we haven't got any um sort of stipulations or terrible ones. Couple of like the trade we got last week. Like, yes, I had plans for that person, which we can discuss on the um, halfway point, but um, it wasn't somebody I had big, big plans for, which I was worried about. Yeah, exactly. I just dropped a little something, and there we go. All right, twisty time. Is it dark there? Yeah, it's pissing down rain. Oh, okay. I can't yeah. hear it. Yeah, thank goodness. I was really worried you could. All right, your twist is... It's a block card. That's a really good card to have. How many of them do I have now? I don't... Is that your only one? I'm pretty sure. You got that other one, which is a pick-your-own-twist, which you haven't cashed in on yet. When did I get that? Because I've only got a year to use it, don't I? Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm still got a block card myself. We might have to double block each other. What, just go through all the blocks and then it's like, oh crap, I'm out of blocks. Guess you're stuck with this, Chris. <laughs> like, like Uno, draw two. No, you draw two. <laughs> all right. So before we get into mine, I'm going to keep the gag running. Um, WCW's come to terms on the release of the Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> Again? Yeah. I mean, I'm putting him back in there just for the for the lols if I draw him back out again. And WCW's come to terms on the release of Lacey Von Eric. 
All right. Now, yeah, what do I do? Do I draw my free agents now or after my twist? You have to draw your twist first. Yeah, draw my tw- twisty first. Oh, Shizer. Come on, Brawl for All. Well, uh, you love that card. That's my, my second time pulling out a retirement card, humans. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, my um, long-waiting block card might have to come out at some point today, just depending. WCW has come to terms with the retirement of... Oh. It's all right. Um, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was going to do a couple of things, but I guess I can announce this one. Mr. Fuji is now retired, and it kind of works out storyline-wise because he just passed on his sacred martial arts to someone. Yeah, it'll do. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to pull, pull out. Sure, some you don't free... want to use your, your block on that one? No. I'm certain I'm going to have. As soon as I use it, there'll be another thing that comes along that I'll be like, oh no, I should have saved it for then. So every time I think about using it, don't use it. Alex has drawn out Spike Dudley. Okay. <laughs> All right. Free agent time. Ooh, that's someone someone that I regretted not getting in the initial, initial draft. <laughs> I see. Oh, my God, it writes itself. Hell, yeah, we're on. Yeah. We're on. Okay. All right, next one. Oh, probably not my fingers. Oh, that's a nice one. I I will have to think about that one. Oh, actually. You can use your block and redraw. Doesn't he have a relative on my um, roster that I haven't debuted yet? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Although that was never actually brought up until years and years and years later. Yeah. But yes. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, uh, is that all for now then? That is no all trades. for now. Uh, no trades at the moment. Unless there's something you want. Uh, might might hold off for now. Yep. Ah, I, found, so. I found an Emma action figure in a cupboard the other day. Yeah, okay. Well, I guess that's another episode in the books. Um, humans, what do you guys reckon? Uh, 
I get texts while Warwick listens to Fugs, like live commentary of each thing <laughs> while he listens, which is always fun. How about if you humans have any feedback or thoughts like, oi, scrap that storyline, it's stupid, or something like that, hit us up. And you can probably hit us up, uh, hit me up at Alex on Instagram and Twitter. Hit us up at WrestleOzStyle with an AUS on Instagram, Twitter. Search us up, WrestlingOzStyle on Facebook. And you can find Chris at... at I am Chris Funder. That's why you can go back, listen to the entire Wrestling Ozstyle archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Weekly Wrestling Wednesday on YouTube, or the RSS feed found the show notes below for your podcast of choice. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. Here I am, 32 years old, playing with toys. They're not toys, they're action figures. <laughs> yeah. Beep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs>